This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is sponsored by Allbirds. I've been an Allbirds customer for years because their shoes look great, they're super comfortable, and they make shoes and clothes that are better for you and better for the planet by using revolutionary premium natural materials. As a runner, I'm also looking for a shoe that feels and fits great out on a run. And so I'm pumped to tell you about the Allbirds Tree Flyer. I have a pair and they are great. The Tree Flyer is lightweight, super springy and wildly comfortable making your running efforts of all shapes and sizes feel surprisingly effortless. They provide unbelievable cushion and comfort. So even your toughest runs are easier on your body. I noticed from step one, when I put these on, they just felt great. And that's thanks to the swift foam midsole. It's lightweight and big on cushion and energy return. I recommend these shoes because I wear these shoes. I have the orange ones. Plus, they have loads of other great stuff, too. And they're hooking you up with a free pair of Allbirds socks on your next order of 50 bucks or more. Just use the promo code PICKUPTHESOCKS. Pretty good, right? Pick up the socks at allbirds.com on your next order of 50 or more, and you're getting a free pair of socks from those guys. Lace up the tree flyer and get running today at allbirds.com. That's allbirds.com. Kevin Palmieri was in his mid-20s and off to the races in his career. And there he sat at the end of a hotel bed, thinking about ending it all. He made a call that day, and it started a turnaround for him. The key, as he tells us on this episode of Pick Up a Six Podcast, is that the turnaround started with him. Brian Jodis back once again for another episode of Pick Up a Six Podcast. And Kevin Palmieri joins me today. Kevin, my brother, what's up? Another day in paradise, Brian. Thank you yeah. for having me. I'm excited to chat and I got to keep up with your energy. That'll be my, that'll be my so, goal here. <laughs> well, I'm having a great day coming off a great week. So <laughs> let's just see if we can't channel a little bit of this, but I thought I got Paul Mieri on the air. He's got a great vowel at the end of his name. Like what's not to like? We're good <laughs> well, to go I, here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm excited. You and I did a call a while ago to, yeah. to connect, see if this would be a good fit. And uh, I'm just grateful for what you're doing and I'm grateful to be a part of it. Man, me too. We're talking purpose today, right? We're talking about sort of that second pillar of the pick up the six mindset, service before self, strength of purpose and community impact. And we got a guy who's purpose driven. Uh, and I'm just excited. And kind of a shout out to our friends at Podmatch. You know, every time that we host a show where Podmatch has brought us together, I always like to give them a shout out. So go check them out, podmatch.com. And it's like speed dating for podcasters and yep. also just cool people. We've got to meet some neat people that I don't think we would have ever come across yeah. uh, if not for the relationships built there. So shout out to those guys, go check them out. They've got free plans. They've got paid plans uh, and we'll drop a link in the show notes. And if you guys use that link, uh, it'll help us out a little bit too. So just a big thanks to those guys. So you're the CFO founder and co-host of next level university. You've done like a thousand podcast episodes to a whole bunch of people, hmm. but you talk about finding a moment of clarity, right? And, and and having to refocus at a young age of sort of hitting rock bottom. You mind taking me? I just want to jump right into it. Yeah, of course. Take me back into that time. I'm an open book. So if you saw me, Brian, and I'm sure you've seen this many times, if you saw me in my mid-20s, I was a bodybuilder who was in the best shape of my life. I had a sports car. My girlfriend was a model. I had a high-paying job, new apartment living the dream. Kids yeah. got to be, the kids got to be happy, but I was very miserable. I was very insecure. I was very anxious. I was very depressed. I was genuinely scared of my own shadow in terms of social anxiety and, and all the things I was dealing with. And one day my girlfriend came to me and, and she said, I'm, I'm going to leave. I, 
you're not the man that you were at the beginning of this relationship. I wasn't bad. I wasn't uh, abusive or anything mm -hmm. like that. I just wasn't the man that I was supposed to be. I wasn't pouring into her. I wasn't helping her chase her dreams. I was trying to, unfortunately and regretfully, keep her small. I was mm -hmm. afraid she was going to leave me behind. And that's what I ended up getting at the end of it anyway. So it ended up manifesting in the way that I was afraid it would. But when she left me, I had to look in the mirror and say, why would anybody even want to be with me in the state that I'm in? I reflected and I tried to raise my awareness. But the problem, Brian, I was convinced, you know what it is? I need more money. That's mm. what it is. I need yeah, more money. Yeah, that'll solve that's, it. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. it. Let me this more other stuff. stuff yeah. yeah, this other stuff, like digging into myself, cool, awesome, but I need more money. So the next year, she left me in October. That next year, I ended up getting a promotion at my company. So I worked in a weatherization company. All that means is we go into schools and in state-owned buildings and we make them more energy efficient. We work in the attics. We work on the windows, the doors. Mm -hmm. Since I work for the state, I get state rate, which means anywhere from $60 to $120 an hour. Love that. I get paid as a carpenter. Love that. Awesome. So since I wanted to make the most money I could, I took every job possible. I was traveling all the time. Most of our work was on the road. Fast forward to the end of that year, I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months and living in hotels, driving six hours from New Hampshire to New Jersey, just living out of my suitcase. Just cranking, man. Yeah. Just like, I'm just going to throw effort and, and yep. all the time I got at this. Yep. I can grind it out. I can make as much money as possible. That's something I can yeah. do. I opened my final pay stub of the year, $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. Awesome. But you get all of this feedback at once of, I should be happier. I should mm. be more fulfilled. I should be more confident. Mm. I should be less insecure. Why am I not? And I had another one of those reflection moments. And I realized, Brian, for most of my life, especially that year, I had lived unconsciously. What's the opposite of unconscious? Hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called The Hyperconscious Podcast. Woo! That's That was my thing. I wanted to be a podcaster. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. So I have this podcast I've started. I fall in love with the podcast. I fall out of love with my job. And I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I start showing up late. It got to the point where I would have to be six hours away, Monday morning, 7 a.m. to start. I would sleep in my bed from 9 p.m. on Sunday until midnight. I'd get up, I'd drive six hours straight to the job site, I'd work an eight-hour day, and then I would go to the gym after. I just needed another night at home. I could not be in a hotel hmm. for an extra night. And it just kept getting worse, and I was beyond burnt out. I was depressed. I was anxious. One morning, I was in New Jersey, a crusty hotel room in New Jersey. Alarm clock goes off at 5.15. Boom, sit up. I slide to the edge of the bed. I'm lacing up my work boots. I had done this a thousand times. But that morning was different. It was like there was 10 televisions on in my head and every single one was on a different station. One saying, you're stuck here forever. I know you want to leave, but too bad that doesn't happen for you. If you were to leave, what would your friends think? You make more money than all of your friends. They look up to you. If you were to leave, what would your family think? You make more money than anybody in your family and they all look up to you. And if you were to leave, do you really think you're going to go on to do this podcast thing full time? And that did not seem humanly possible for me. And in that moment, I felt that if I took my life, I would take my problems with me. Mm. Now, one of the things I talk about so much is the importance of the people around you. I had a mentor at the time who's now the CEO of our company and the co-host and my brother. I messaged him and I said, Alan, I'm having all of these thoughts. I'm having all these feelings. I don't know what to do, man. 
And in his wisdom, he said, for the last couple of years, you've changed so much, but your environments haven't changed that much. I think it's time for you to change your environments. And I really thought about that. That really hit me. And then three or four months later, I left my job and I went full time into being a podcaster and speaker. I mean, we weren't coaching at that point, but in the beginning, Brian, I was not making, I mean, I didn't make any money for like two years. Sure, so sure. It, it went from six figures to nothing to trying to figure out this entrepreneurial business owner thing. And I'm very grateful I did because I was more fulfilled when I was broke on purpose in alignment than I was when I was wealthy out of it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that moment changed my life forever in many ways. I think about it often. I'm very, I'm not numb to it, but yeah, it's it's easy to talk about because I know there might be somebody else who might be dealing with that right now. And that's really why I do it. God, there's a there's a critical lesson tucked in that that thank God you had uh the wherewithal, the courage, what whatever it is, a little guardian angel that was like, get out your phone and text this person mm. and tell them you're feeling this way, you know. What unfortunately happens far too many times is that that interaction doesn't happen. And by the way, there are people on the other end waiting, waiting to help you. If you're listening and if you're feeling the same way that Kevin was on that morning, the alternative it's, I, I tell people when it's like, you know, you're dealing with hard things. You've got a lot going on in your life. There's, there's one thing you can do that we can't undo. Yeah. Right. There's one thing you can do. We can't undo. Please tell me, please tell somebody. Yeah. Thank God you did on that day. Um, Very grateful. And one of the things I I really talk about is imagine if I message somebody who didn't give me that advice. Yeah. That's why the quality of the people is so Mm. important. I might have messaged somebody who said, well, nobody likes their job, Kev. I mean, wait till Monday. It'll get better. It's like, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. And to your point, Brian, and I really think this is such an impactful, it's such an impactful lesson. And it's a rare lesson that most people will never really be able to learn, which is a good thing. We interviewed somebody on our podcast. His name's Kevin Hines. Kevin Hines jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. And he was one of the very, very few people to survive that. And he said, the second my feet left the bridge, I regretted it. And I wished I could go back and not do it. So that's because he survived. He's able to process able to say that. Yeah. So that's very powerful. And that's look him up. If if you're in any, any sort of turmoil, that man has gone through a lot as well. And I know he's grateful to still be here. So shout out to your brother, man. Picked up your six on that day. That fills well with our theme here. You know, you, uh, Palmieri Sopranos fan at all. I'm just going to take a guess. Never watched it. All right. So check this out. And it's cool. You'll, you'll get this reference. And the very first episode, Tony is my big mob boss. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's sitting across from his psychologist, which obviously kind of a no, no in that space, right? You're going to, you're going to spill your guts to some lady outside of the, the organization. Right. And he says, and I find that many men and specifically guys get a little bit older, but it seems like it happened to you at a younger age. He says, you know, the problem is I feel like I'm the sad clown. So I've got to be all these things on the outside to everybody. Yet on the inside, he was dying inside. Now your issues and his are not apples to apples. (laughs) But what I also think that it is, is it sounds to me like at an early age and and by no fault of your own, because it's what sort of projected you were chasing happiness mm-hmm. over joy and happiness is a bowl of ice cream mm-hmm. and joy is a sustaining meal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I always say this, and this is, that's, I like that. The, the sustaining meal versus the ice cream. I, this is the example I use. I want Brian to like me and I want this sure. interview to go well. And <laughs> sure. if it does, we'll I will to be a good happy. Start. 
<laughs> Regardless of the outcome, I am fulfilled doing this. This is what mm. I'm supposed to be doing. And that's why I can do more episodes than most people because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. I can park my butt here and I can hammer out eight of these in a row and then go on to the next thing because I love this. I was chasing happiness. I was chasing momentary happiness, dopamine hits. Mm -hmm. Now I'm chasing a, a goal I will never get. That's right. I will never get a trophy and maybe I will, but this isn't, I don't think so. I'm most likely not going to get a trophy that says, Hey, congrats. You have the most impactful podcast ever of all time in the self-improvement industry. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, but it is fulfilling to chase something that forces you to become a greater version of yourself because yeah. I believe growth and contribution are fulfilling. I believe that's what it's all about. Now, will I have nice things? Yes. Do I expect them to fill an internal void within me? No, I do mm -hmm. not. That's I'm not relying on that to be the medicine that creates the fulfillment. And I think that's an important understanding to have. Uh, note to self, call trophy guy, have him design <laughs> trophy. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> How does the individual who maybe is not in position to, to quit their job and to pursue, pursue a passion, right? Cause that just is a hard thing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. How can they in their everyday life find moments to be more joyful, right? Than happy, How, right? What's your advice to somebody say, you know what, Kevin, I'm just not in the position that you are to be able to do that. I've got three kids and a full-time job and all this. How, how can they do that too? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I always try to, and I appreciate that too, because I understand that my circumstances were very different than most. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I always tell people, no matter what, there is going to be some level of mud you have to crawl through, decide your mud. So it's either this, you work the job that you might not like for the next 40 years and retire, or you start taking an hour a week or an hour a day and putting it towards something that you love. You love yeah. photography? Yep. Stop on the ride home from work and take some pictures of trees, landscapes, people. I We had a, a call with one of our team members and she was transitioning. She wanted to come full-time on the team. And I said, you have to understand, there's going to be mud. The mud is either you leave your job and you struggle for a bit while you become full-time or you work 40 hours and 20 hours, you have to choose your mud. And I really think that's the best way to think of it because I chose my mud in terms of being very, very broke. And honestly, to the point where it was bad for me. I mean, I developed really bad anxiety. I was having panic attacks. I went too far into the anxiety zone. I don't recommend people do that, but you got to choose your mud. And okay, maybe for you, you're saying, you know what? I don't want to change my job. I'm okay with my job. I just, I'm looking for more fulfillment. Yeah. You got to find a way to make small promises to yourself and then keep them. That's such an important thing because you're building self-trust with yourself. You have to be able to level up your life. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it's just like a hard workout. Hard workouts suck, but at the end you're like, I feel yeah, so I'm, much better. I'm really glad How, I did you've that. You've never felt worse. You've Meaning you, you don't feel bad right. when you do something incredibly hard. You always feel better. Yeah. So I think you have to, I think that what we do is we, we get into this zone where we, we stay comfortable when we play small, mm. when in reality, you should be just outside of your comfort zone because that's fulfilling. It's fulfilling to test your limits as a human being. Yeah. It proves to you that you're still alive. I'm living. This is what life is. When I step on stage, I am terrified. And I tell myself, this is what living is. This is what it feels like yeah. to be alive. Not, and I like Netflix, nothing against that. But sitting on Netflix, uh, sitting on the couch, watching Netflix is not a fulfilling experience. Mm -hmm. It might make you happy, 
But if you do it for 12 hours a day, it's not going to, it's not going to fulfill you. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I had a great talk with Nick Lavery, uh, green beret lost his leg in combat. Nick and I have become friends and he's been on the show a few times. And Nick talks about knowing how fulfilling it would be to, to write this, to write a book, objective secured. If you guys haven't checked out, it's actually right over my shoulder right there. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great book. And it's, and it's a field manual, right. For accomplishing goals. But Nick knew to get that done, right. To do something he was passionate about, to, to follow a passion. He had to trade time. We all have 168 hours a week, no more, no less. Everybody gets the same amount, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What can you do? I think you got a great point in there, right? So it's like, guys, but you know, I want to do more. I'm not really super happy in my job. What Then what do you like to do? What, what, are you, what were you born to do? Can you spare an hour? Or like Nick said, could I spare four hours of football Sunday? He loves the Patriots. He loves watching football. <laughs> he goes, you know what I did to write the book? I traded my Sunday football watching and I got the book done. You're going to have to find yeah. pieces like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there. And again, I understand, okay, maybe you have three kids, take your kids on the photo shoot. I mean, yeah. that's like, get them involved, get them involved. You quite literally only have one life. And this is my analogy. Many of us we're we're looking for excuses to get out of the pool. You jump in the pool and you're like, ah, the water's too cold. I can't figure out this next stroke. I don't know what to do. I believe the people who are the happiest, the most fulfilled, the most impactful, they are quite literally searching for ways to stay in the pool. They are searching for ways to say, okay, how do I tread water? Can I grab onto mm. something? Can somebody throw me a ring? I put a post up today, Brian, or it was on my story. I said, don't we all really just want to do what we love? We want to pick something sure. that we would do for free and then find a way to get paid for it. If you look at it from that perspective, I often say people have their P's in the wrong order. We find something profitable and then we try to convince ourselves that we're passionate about it. it. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, but if you found something that you're so passionate about that you're willing to do for free, imagine if you could find a way to make money doing it. That's a life. That's fulfilling. That's growth. That's contribution. I understand circumstantially, not everybody will be able to do that, but there is a way to get closer to that than you are. Even if it's an hour a week, you'll be more fulfilled if you're doing that. I know. Yeah. That. So what other, what other little secrets are there for that? Cause I know you spend a lot of time in this space, right? It's a big focus of what you guys are doing at next level university. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about that and how you're helping people supercharge that goal setting and, and go and flip that script a little bit. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about a lot, it's, it's interesting. We talk a ton about awareness. So just as an example, somebody messaged me today and she said, do you have any advice on how I can change my identity? I've identified as somebody who has ADHD because I identify with that. I'm struggling to get things done. Hmm. And I said, that's very interesting. She said, do you have any books you'd recommend? And I said, yeah, there's a bunch of books. I said, this is all you really need to do at the end of the day. And I know it's not that simple, but this is what you need to do. You need to figure out what are the things that somebody with your own self-diagnosis could never accomplish. Make a list of those things. Then we start taking small actions toward those things every day. Those things. Yeah. And then we go get those things. And then that breaks the paradigm. That breaks the paradigm. So yeah, I love that. Ultimately, what do we do? We try to help people raise their awareness to why things are the way they are. Then we try to give them aligned, actual tactics that will work based on that new awareness. And we do that through the podcast. We do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching. One of the reasons we do seven episodes a week is because there's seven days in the week. And our motto is self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. I mean, that's our, 
that's our jam. If you can get a little bit better every day, mm-hmm. five years from today is is just going to be a, a much brighter, better place for you. So yeah, that's that's really what we do. Heart driven, but no BS, holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. It's kind of that it's kind of that one percent rule, right? Yep. Can you get one percent better tomorrow than you did today? I'm yeah. not asking you to lose 50 pounds tomorrow. Mm. I'm not asking you to start running a six, seven, eight figure, right? Uh, a firm tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Can you get 1% better? That's a pretty cool way. Before we, I want to talk about a couple of things, but while we're on it, tell them where they can find that stuff, right? Cause now yeah, they're sure. keyed up. Tell them yeah. where they can find all those things. Yeah. If you search next level university on any podcast platform, we'll come up. We're on YouTube. All of our episodes are there as well. And then if you want to check out the website, it's nextleveluniverse.com. You'll find everything you need there. We have a bunch of One of the things I pride us on is we have so much free value. So no matter where you are financially, there's a spot for you. No matter where you are in your self-improvement journey, there's a spot for you as well. Taking down barriers to entry, man. That's that's good stuff. All right. I want to go back to comfort zone. I want to have a little dialogue with you because I've gotten mixed feelings about comfort zone. Sometimes I think it's bullshit and sometimes uh, I don't. And and I'll explain why. We're, We're often told, and I think you're right to an extent, you got to get outside your comfort zone, right? The magic happens outside your comfort zone. I think partially that's true, right? You've got to do things that make you uncomfortable. I also think you want to spend some time doing what you do best. Like you hosting a podcast, me hosting a podcast, being out at this golf tournament we were last week, cranking out all these videos in real time, doing that on the fly. I'm pretty comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. So I need to be there, but I also need to get outside of it. So, so in your uh, point of view, which is it? Is it one or the other? Is it both? Yeah, that's That's a great question. I think the ultimate goal, and you're already doing this. I think you're probably doing this naturally just because of the human you are. The goal is to expand the comfort zone. That's the Mm. ultimate goal is to grow your comfort zone. So what used to make you, okay, so think of it this way. There's three zones, the comfort zone, the next layer out is the learning zone. And then the furthest layer out is the anxiety zone. When you stretch your comfort zone, you shrink your anxiety zone and you also grow your learning zone. So in a way, I love it, man. That's, that's why I still get a little bit nervous when I do podcasts very, very minutely. I've done close to 1500 episodes between our show and being on other shows, but it's, it's 1000% easier now than it was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in my, just on the outside of my comfort zone. I'm in my learning zone because I'm trying to get better. I'm trying different stories. I'm trying to to consciously get better. And I think when you're trying to consciously get better, you kind of can't be in comfort because there is a chance things go wrong. There's a chance that ah uh, that that story didn't land or the way I said that didn't work at all. I have to re I have to figure out how to make that land. So I like to think of it as for me, my comfort zone is when I'm R and R. When I'm watching UFC on Saturday, I'm watching all the fights, all 10 hours worth of fights. I'm going to be in my comfort zone. My phone will be away. I'm recharging. The rest of my week, I am either in the learning zone or I am in the anxiety zone. And I try not to live in the anxiety zone, but this is, this is the analogy or the the story. Uh, One podcast a week for me is child's play at this point. Sure. We do seven. Okay. I got to that run rate. I did 200 and... 45 episodes in the last 80 days or something like that. Wow. That for me is anxiety zone too far. I've gone, mm. I've gone mm. too far. If that was like 180 to 200, that would probably be in the learning zone. So 
I think it it matters how much you're doing it. It matters the pressure at which you're doing it. It matters in the way you're doing it. You know, there's a lot of things that go into the comfort zone, I think. Dude, I, I love the I love the perspective. Uh, it's really cool. His name's Kevin Palmieri. He's the co-host of Next Level University. He told you where you can go find those things. Dude, this has been an absolutely uh, fun conversation. It's been cool just to dig in a little bit. And I love having these ones that are, are sometimes a little different for us, but to really kind of refocus in on what that purpose thing looks like and mm-hmm. how folks can can charge it. Before we go, man, just the floor is yours. Anything else you want to you want to oh, share man. or anything else you want to make sure folks are tuned up for or any other places they ought to go try to find you? No, that's not me. You know, you heard it earlier. You can find it all there. This is what I would say. And this is the thing that would speak to me the most. So that's the best thing I can mm. say. Your reality becomes the parts of your imagination that you hold onto and pour into the longest. I did an episode. It was episode number seven. It was however many years ago. I was by myself and I was miserable at my job. I wanted to make a change. I didn't know what to do. Since that day, I have really, really focused on podcasting. I have believed in it. I have poured into it. The things that you pour into the longest are going to grow the most. So make sure you're pouring into the right people, places, things, and ideas. That's so important. Second thing I'd add, I love questions. Are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? Mm. Are the people in your life in your life because they've always been? We used to go to high school. We used to go to college. We used to party together. Or are they in your life because they're going to help you get to the life of your dreams? I know that's a challenging question. That's my job. It's my job to get you to think because I don't want you to end up unsuccessful because you didn't expand your circle. Because I wouldn't be a good leader. I wouldn't be a good mentor. I wouldn't be a good coach if I didn't say that. Since that moment in that hotel and and, uh, and you refocused and sort of flipped the script, man, how's life now? <laughs> I'll tell you this, and I want to be very honest. My life is the best it's ever been. It's the most fil- fulfilling it's ever been. It's also the most challenging. Mm-hmm. My days are harder than they've ever been. I work more than I ever have, but I am the most fulfilled. So I, I don't want people to think that success, and maybe it is for you, but success for me is not an easier life. It's mm-hmm. a more fulfilling, more impactful, more profitable, more mastery-driven life. So the best it's ever been, Brian, and uh, I'm excited for the future. That's awesome. He's Kevin Palmieri. He's the founder and co-host of Next Level University. Brother, I've absolutely enjoyed the conversation. All the love, man. All right. Uh, I'm Brian Jodas. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast.